What is going on, Tecmo team? Andy here with the Tecmo Bros coming at you for Tuesday. Man, it's been just a terrible weekend. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's just been not good on my end. Ben, how are you doing today? Okay. It's a bit, bit of a gloomy day in Tecmo HQ. Yeah. But we're going to get uh, through it. Move on to week four. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Just if you're like me, you lost literally everything this weekend, so... Yeah, you wake up on Monday morning or Tuesday morning. This this has been, and you just feel kind of, kind of merp about your whole fantasy nah. outlook. So, but we're still here. We are doing the season for you. And every once in a while, you just you just have a bad week, and uh, you just gotta get past it. Swing it around, look out to the next week, and uh, do the best you can with. This will be week four. As is the world of fantasy football. Indeed. Injury apocalypse continues. We want to talk about that. Uh, week three was kind of a strange week of football games. Watching the games on Sunday, uh, the first half of games were pretty tame. Just not a whole lot happening. You know, kind of a gloomy outlook for the rest of the day. But second half of games, the second half of the noon games and the three o'clock games were just... Ooh, Miles picked a up real quick. Yeah, and uh, worse than just losing all my fantasy games, the Falcons again blew another lead. <laughs> so for Sorry, me, is not fun. And uh, to the Bears this time. Yeah, we lost. Uh, we lost everything, and just I man lost everywhere. Home league, high I feel stakes. for you, dude. It's analyst league. It's all over. Like, well, that's just a bad, bad week. Doesn't all mean around. the season's over, and we'll kind of talk about that. More into the show, you know. I know the season's, season's not, not over, over but it's just you know, a tough week. Yeah, you, you make some bad plays, you lose a W that could get you into the playoffs, and that's just one of those you got to sit and look and really reevaluate your process of picking players. So, let's talk about uh, some news from today, this morning. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have three players and five coaches tested positive for the Rona. Uh, so we are looking at. They're shutting down the, the team facilities. The, uh, Titans and the Vikings have to shut down because that's who they had just played. And we're waiting on some more tests. We're waiting yeah. on some more information. But as of right now, they are still planning to play the game on Sunday as it is scheduled. So, Ben, do you have anything extra with that? I mean, uh, yeah, just the details. They're shutting down Tennessee till Saturday. Um, the NFL is obviously working on it. Uh I'm looking at it right now because it's been it's pretty fresh still. Yep. Um, there will be more coming, but as you kind of said, there, there's not as much on what the Vikings are doing just as what Tennessee's doing because Tennessee's the one who had positive right, tests. Right, because Tennessee so. didn't have the positive or uh, Vikings didn't yeah. have the positive test, so they're just they are quarantining just based on contact. Yes. So that's just one of those. So. Yeah, you know, we felt like football was doing really well. We they knew were. This was you going know, to and happen. Give I I would say like with this, give credit to the NFL and the teams. Um, they've done a really good job of trying to keep it out. I mean, right. it, we think it was. It's it's sad to say it was only a matter of time, probably. Yeah. Um, with but the amount of people they come in contact with. Obviously, you know, we'll have. There'll be more news coming throughout the week. We'll end up sharing. We'll we'll share that stuff on our socials as it comes through. Yep. Because if you look at that game, there are many fantasy viable players on both ends, obviously. So yep. Uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. As of right now, they plan on playing. 
Yep. So hopefully they continue to trend in the right direction, and as they have more tests out, waiting to see what we're looking at for, you know, positives and whatnot. False positives have been uh, out of question; they're not possible. So it is three. It's eight total positive tests. So we'll see who all got got. Um, our hopes are still high. We want to make sure we have a season and we want to continue on. Uh, but continuing on, uh, just more of the injury apocalypse. It's just it's been an injury riddled year. That's gonna be the new. Like I feel like we usually the past couple of weeks, hell, hell since season started, we've been doing the Tuesday shows. Like under the news and notes, it's just like a page of injuries. Yeah. So I think just as a football fan, I was always like, you know, we don't need a preseason. The players don't even want a preseason. Because it's just the third string guys or practice squad guys, you know, out there doing whatever. And you get a bunch of injuries happening to main players in the preseason, like Jarek McKinnon in twenty eighteen and they had a couple of torn ACLs last year, like I think like Jeremy Hill and like Dion Lewis or something like that. So a lot of people got hurt in the preseason last year too. But looking at the injuries happening in weeks two and three, it's almost paramount that you look at it like the preseason was the warm up. They didn't have a chance to do so, so they're not in game shape. So they're just sure they're getting hurt more frequently. It just it's a lot of leg, a lot of just torn, a lot of like torn ACLs. That's like it seems like that's the big one is torn ACLs and a lot of hamstring injuries. Like they haven't sure. had a chance to yep. stretch proper or just get them out and into game, into get in, into game condition, but. We're just going to go over this big old list of injuries, <laughs> and we're going to let you know what we think about it and who we think could possibly fill the space. Uh, we're also going to let you know who could play this week and who's not going to play this week. So starting off with number one, Chris Carson, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, has a knee sprain. He's expected to miss one to two weeks. They are avoiding keeping him on the IR, so that makes Carlos Hyde and Travis Homer your best options to pick up as his replacements. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Carlos Hyde, dude. Car- uh, it's always back down to Carlos Hyde. <laughs> Just he—he's he's always there. It's a thing, man. Like we always. Yeah, Car- if, Carlos Hyde's just a. If you've listened to this show enough, you know that Andy's gonna find a way to mention Carlos Hyde, and I didn't want to, but he's, he doesn't want to, but he has he is, to, and yeah. here we are. Uh, <laughs> next, another running back, Tariq Cohen tore his ACL. He will be out for the rest of the year. That makes David Montgomery a smash start weekly, and I think the if, only you, guy there. if you uh, have some expendable assets on your bench, I would look and try to get into acquiring David Montgomery. Uh, if you're in a super deep league where we're talking you know, eight bench spots, 12 teams, big start list, uh, you can go out of your way and grab Cordell, Cordero Patterson. It's probably going to see some rushes, I would imagine, just in case of a uh, Montgomery injury or change of pace type situation. But either way, it's David Montgomery is the guy to have at that point. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, had leg surgery. My guess is he does not play for the rest of the season. They're saying yeah. several weeks yeah. in finger quotes. My guess is they shut him down. Do the Colts have any receivers? Uh, they got T.Y. Hilton, and they got Zach Pascal. Okay. And Mo Alley-Cotts just exploded. Yeah. Like, go get Mo Alley-Cotts. Yeah, we'll talk about him later. Absolutely. Yep. Tight ends, uh, just using that as a, a switch around. Dallas Goddard, uh, his foot slash ankle, he has been placed on the IR, so he'll miss at least three weeks, uh, which is not good. Speaking of teams with no receivers. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> but, uh, 
Uh, just the Eagles are just snake bitten when it comes to pass Eesh. catchers. I mean, if you're an Ertz manager, like congratulations, you got the only viable you got that. Yeah, he's pass catcher get next to Miles Sanders. Yeah. Uh, keeping down the list, Jared Cook has a groin injury. He is questionable. I think he's going to miss a week or two because he was having a hard time running on it, uh, which means Emmanuel Sanders becomes even more valuable. And you and uh, you you saying that about Emmanuel Sanders? I mean, he had a fairly good game against yeah. the Packers. I think it just took a bit more time than I expected for him to pick up the playbook and get with Drew Brees. But uh, we're not even sure what Michael Thomas's situation looks like. So if it's if it's Jared Cook gone and Michael Thomas gone, you yeah. almost have to fire up Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Uh, Chris Godwin has a hamstring injury. They're expecting him to miss several weeks as well, which means That's that tough. I mean. It's it's a so, so a lot of times in fantasy people get hurt, but it's not like your studs getting hurt. Yeah. This has just been a, a lot of stud people getting yeah. hurt. Godwin, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, like you name it, the list goes on. Julio Jones, just even top. These are like how many top five guys? Heck, I mean Saquon's out for the year, yeah. and McCaffrey's gonna miss a minimum of three, possibly four to six weeks. That's your one and your two yeah. draft pick off the board. I mean, if you look at it like, not you know, I'm gonna the only I'm knocking on wood here. Injuries aren't like two stud quarterbacks, and who knows what that'll happen. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke got got, but you but know. he's not a stud quarterback. But I mean, like Correct. the entire first round of most like redrafts, yeah, <laughs> half of it's them rough. are out. It's uh, injury apocalypse. Yeah, uh, Jordan Reed, tight end for the 49ers, left knee sprain. He's on the IR. I what do you know? Him to miss a ton of time. What do you know? Jordan Reed on the IR. Shocker. I mean, just in time though for Kittle to come back. So, yep. Take solace on that. Uh, people who got injured but will potentially play this week. Uh, John Brown has a calf strain. He is questionable. So keep an eye on his health. If he plays, you play him. If he doesn't, obviously you can't. DJ Chark missed Thursday's game with a chest and back issue. He is questionable, trending in the right direction. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, concussion, still questionable. He has to clear protocol. But he said he was feeling good, and he's expected to pass concussion protocol. Uh, so he is looking like a good good guy to still fire up. And the last three that got injured this week that were notable, Jarek McKinnon came out of the game with a rib injury. They noticed that uh, like at the end of the third quarter. Uh, so he's just day-to-day. They're expecting him to play. Henry Ruggs uh, was a scratch, but he's got a knee hammy. He is trending in the right direction. Russell Gage also in concussion protocol for the Falcons, uh, also considered day-to-day. Now, a lot of concussions, a lot of day-to-days. Make sure you monitor these. Yeah, we'll obviously have uh, keep talking about but We're going to be updating as, as these things kind of play out. Absolutely. But as we update, Ben, who do we got to update people on for injuries from so last week? These are the guys that have been out. Or just absences. Uh, absences that are we're looking. Uh, James White is kind of day-to-day with the family situation. Who knows if he's going to. We love you, James. I hope not. everything's yeah. going well. Hopefully everything's going well. But, you know, obviously the passing, uh, the accident with his father and his mother being in the hospital. So, um he may or may not come back. Just monitor it. Um, but he's out for. If he wants to take the year yeah, off, I'm all for him taking yeah, the year off. Like that's just a terrible you know, thing. Fan- to yeah, a terrible thing to happen. But fantasy owners keep an eye on him. Uh, Michael Thomas probably going to be back this week. I know that he has been fighting real hard to get he cleared by to doctors. Get, yeah, he wanted to get back 
uh, against the Packers Sunday night. Ultimately couldn't. Um, so if he's feeling that good, uh, th- they obviously don't want to him to get more hurt. But um, keep an eye on that. He might be playing this week. Uh, Devante Hands Adams should be back this week. Yep. Um, but he's been out with that. They've just been, I think, playing it safe. With you know, I know they wanted to run him against uh, the Saints, and it's just a bummer because he's such a talented player. If he can be on the field and stay healthy, that guy could break records. But uh, in the best interest of health, I think he'll be back by week four. Yeah, he it seemed like he was week. close on Monday, or I'm sorry, Sunday. Yeah, uh, but just all play safe, and then yeah. Alan Lazard went off on your face, on my face. Yeah, yeah so good. <laughs> uh, uh, George Kittle. Should, Should be, back be back by week four, just in time for Jordan Reed to, uh, you know, go on the IR. And uh, other one, just you know, we're talking like lower body issues. Uh, Julio should be back by week four. Keep an eye on the hammy. It's just you know, if you look at what Michael Thomas is an ankle, Devontae's a hammy, Julio's a hammy, Kittle's a knee. So like, I hope it doesn't affect them, but like, Keep the movement and the burst of them, I hope is not hindered too much. Just because, man, sure. that's a lot of fun talent that people tune in to watch and to not have them kind of, it's kind of a bummer. Sure. A couple others, uh, Raheem Mostert will probably miss another week. Yep. So that, that's why you should keep an eye on Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Um, AJ Brown, probably going to miss more time. I think they're like taking it week to week. With yeah, them. I think he's probably not playing until like week seven at this point. Like for some reason, he's not responding well to the treatment to heal. But, they d- but they're not putting him on, on the IR either. So it's yeah, they're just, they're trying to work with him. I just, there's so far this season uh, for a guy that I was also fairly high on. There's been no more disappointing receiver than AJ Brown. Uh, I understand injury is completely separate to the issue, but he didn't look good in week one. So I'm just wondering if he came nope. into the season with this Maybe. or if it happened in Denver. But it's just a bummer. He's a very talented guy. Uh, sucks to see him getting hurt. And speaking of Denver, uh, Philip Lindsay has been out with that turf toe. Yep. And he's probably playing Thursday. I think it's a Thursday Vic, night matchup. So. Yeah, Vic Fangio was saying that he uh, was close to playing on Sunday. Uh, but is trending in the right direction to play Thursday. He was a limited participant in practice as of today, the 29th, which is a Tuesday. Uh, so that is good news for Lindsay managers. Yep. He'll be able to, hopefully, I mean, I'm looking forward to because I have a few shares of him, fire him up in that Jets match because that's just going to be bad football. Because the Jets are so bad. Yeah, I'm expecting. But we'll obviously Yeah, we'll talk about that for the Thursday night preview. It's the Thursday night game, so. But injuries aside, let's go from yeah. injuries to just incompetence. For injuries, just. Just monitor. Um, obviously, we'll have a big update Friday with our news and notes, too, yep. uh, once the final injury report comes out. But a lot to keep an eye on, guys. Yep. Let's go from injuries to incompetence. <laughs> we want to talk about the update to the Carson Wentz-Daniel Jones bet between Ben and myself. I think that Carson Wentz will score more fancy points this year than Daniel Jones will, whereas he expects Daniel Jones to outscore Carson Wentz. Uh, we're currently at the staggering point total after three weeks. Oh. Wentz is at 46.8, and Daniel Jones is at 33.1, and that is an ESPN standard scoring. Uh, we want to put a disclaimer out there with an asterisk. Uh, we were very high on Daniel Jones coming into the season. 
Yep. Uh, Obviously, me so more than you because we have right. the bent bet, but but we uh, we might have missed on Maybe. Daniel Jones. We'll now, see. Here's the caveat and why three. and why I said with an asterisk. Uh, Daniel Jones had had three tremendously tough matchups with a bad O line. Uh, he surprised us in Pittsburgh, doing pretty all right. Uh, but Chicago and San Fran has quite the pass rush, putting tons of pressure on him. I want all the Daniel Jones managers to look at this and know that if you do keep faith with him, his schedule opens up into better matchups. So hold a little bit if you can. If, you, if your bench is deep enough, try to hold it. Um, if you didn't draft an early round QB or one of the guaranteed top 10 guys, it will get better. It's just that, Hopefully. you know, three. I mean, let's look at this. I see way. what you're saying. Absolutely. And and I agree with you. I want to just put this out there. He's not a guy I'm ready. And we'll talk about giving up on guys and stuff. But, like, yeah. week three, I don't know that I'm ready to give up on Danny Dimes yet. I'm not ready either. But also, I want to, like, just contrast it with someone like Deshaun Watson. So hear me out on this one, Tecmo team. I won't take too much of your time. You draft Deshaun Watson as probably the fifth or sixth quarterback off the board. If you're looking at, you know, possibly the, the yeah, like second Russell, third. Dak, Lamar, Pat Mahomes, you know, probably Deshaun Watson and or Kyler Murray are the next to go off that that board. So you're drafting Deshaun Watson with the expectation, ESPN standard scoring, that he's putting up 20 or more points a game. I think we can agree there. Sure. He's not done that. No. In three weeks. But, but do you want to know why that is? Brutal, man. He's faced really tough defenses with a better O-line, and he's obviously a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. But, you know, facing Kansas City, mm-hmm. Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, three of the best defenses out there. I mean, we're talking sub-20-point weeks, even one sub-15-point week. Like, if you're a Deshaun Watson manager, you're not giving up on him. I would argue that you should give Daniel Jones a, couple more. a little more yeah. time, a couple more weeks. I think he'll start to come around a little bit. It's not over, but I understand that fantasy football is a what have you done for me lately. Absolutely. If you have the time to wait, like if you're in a super flex or a 2QB league, it will happen. Daniel Jones just might be more matchup, kind of kind of a matchup quarterback yeah, yeah. as opposed to an every week. At least in. this year. At least this year. And just kind of when we look at that bet where we swung this on Daniel Jones, I believe – I was pretty pretty down on Carson Wentz. Yes, and yeah. I am down on him now too. Because <laughs> you know, I I had him above Dak in my you rankings, did. and I think Dak scored high. more in one week than Wentz has for the entire season so far. Uh, close. Because I believe I think, he, me, I think Dak had a, like thirty nine point against game. me. Dak had like a forty two point yeah. week. He ran in three scores himself with one yard rushes. So but, so the, again, what we thought was going to be a fun bet so far. Yeah, we're battling over who's going to be the QB 21. It's a bet of which one's not the worst. Yeah, but as of right now, I have a 13-point lead. Uh, that's I don't feel confident with it because you know, Daniel Jones is primed to boom, whereas Wentz might be primed to sit. You never know. I Wentz has no pass catchers. Speaking of uh, scores and who's up by what, uh, the pickums that we have every week for Ben and I, uh, there's a shift. I have 132. Yes. Ben has 133. Uh, with his pick of Kansas City yesterday over the Baltimore Ravens, which was just a hard game to watch as a football fan. That wasn't a hard game. That was a good game. I mean, if you're a football fan and you expected Baltimore to be better, that was a hard game to watch. A little bit, I guess. Like, we all knew Kansas City and Pat Mahomes were very talented and, and very good and arguably one of the hardest teams to beat. 
I gave Baltimore's defense either too much credit or Pat Mahomes not enough credit. No, I think it's the opposite. Like, I think it's just Casey's just that good. Yeah, so Baltimore's was, defense is great. Casey is just that he good. was doing whatever he wanted to to that defense. Like, it wasn't de- like it was not even funny. Like, to give an analogy of for anyone who ever ever done martial arts out there, you're a ten year practitioner of said martial art. And some new guy walks in and wants to spar. You're like, I'm going to try these super crazy, dumb techniques that never get anyone, but I'm going to get these people just because they don't know what's going on. Crazy. He's so good. Just so good. The, the, all the weapons on offense. I mean, w- when it was between, when you're talking about him and Lamar, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Well, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, just Absolutely. showed you yeah. who the best quarterback in the NFL is. Besides, I, I, I'd throw another guy in there. But we'll talk about him shortly. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, let's get on to our rock stars versus not stars. Ready, down, put, put, put. Rock stars, guys who probably won you your week, or at the very least, it made it easier for you to attempt. To I win. have a couple of these guys. They did not win me my week. Well, you probably ran into a couple of them as well. <laughs> I sure so, did. Uh, the big one is well, QBs. I mean, we're just going to kind of walk down the list. Uh, QBs, Dak Prescott had another monster week. 37 completions out of 57 attempts. 472, three touchdowns, two picks, yes, but still rushed for six attempts and 26 yards. That is a monster week. And against a a game Seattle team, and on the other side of that ball, yeah, Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. 27 completions off of 40 attempts. 315 and five touchdowns, my gosh. 22 yards rushing. Russell Wilson is a machine. That was the third quarterback I was yeah. talking about. And he is not stopping. Like, I don't foresee any defense that can contain Russell Wilson. And I challenge them to try to find someone who can. He's, He's really good. Like, him, so it's, a, it's, a, it's not only a talent thing, it's a rapport thing. His rapport with Lockett and DK, on top of Lockett and DK's talent, like, that's... Like, say what you want about, like, first-round draft capital and first-round draft potential. I do want to bring up OBJ because I'll be talking about him in our not-stars list. But you can be a tremendously talented person and have zero chemistry with your quarterback, and that talent just goes to waste. I think of, like, just even right now with A.J. Green having a hard time with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is great. A.J. Green's great. They might just not be on the same page and get together. No preseason. No preseason, and that's part of it. But, man, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and this man, Josh Allen. Heck, yeah. My gosh, another, like, I see all you guys on Twitter yelling about Josh Allen for MVP. It honestly would not surprise he's me a, he's in the He's in the conversation. We're all, it's so hard. Again, we're it's three like weeks a, in. Three weeks in, there's knee-jerk reactions everywhere, but it's hard not to have them, and it's just fun to talk about. Like, like Josh but, Allen was 24 for 33, 311, four touchdowns. He ran for four uh, or he ran four times for eight yards and a touchdown. Yes, he had to enter in a, uh, a pick and a fumble. But I remember Josh Allen had never thrown for over 300 yards in his career mm-hmm. before this season, and he has three weeks consecutively doing it. Talk about it being a running team. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I don't know. What running back? Devin Singletary? Yeah. Please. Zach yeah. Moss? You know, whatever. Stephon Diggs, though, who admittedly I was down on earlier this season, I we like, bo- yeah, I we like both were. Fool. I thought he would take more time to get integrated, but I was incorrect. Cool. He's he's looking. He you know, 
new new face on a new team. Yep. Chip on his shoulder. He yeah. wants to prove everyone wrong, but um so when you look at when you talk about we and we talked about Pat Mahomes too. Uh and you talk about MVP conversation. Yeah. Those are the four guys right now. No, for sure. Like, here's here's the difference though. Russell Wilson's team's record. No, no, I agree with you. Josh completely. Allen's team record, three and all. Yep. Pat Mahomes' three, uh, team record, three and all. Dak At, Prescott's zero yeah. three. So I think Dak Prescott yeah. can be taken out of that. Bumped off the list, yeah. yeah. No, if it's I honestly think if it's going to be between Pat Mahomes or Russell Wilson, I think Mahomes gets it just because he is like the face of the league. I know. Uh, I hope Russell Wilson gets it because that man's playing like a man possessed. But we'll see how one, the rest of the year goes. Yeah, one last quarterback before we get into some uh, running back and receivers. Uh, let's talk about Jared Goff. Twenty-three for he thirty-two, three twenty-one, two touchdowns. He also ran twice for four yards and a score. He threw one costly pick, but man, against a very stout Buffalo defense, you're looking at that matchup and you're not exactly confident with Jared Goff as your guy, just because Buffalo's defense is traditionally very good. And Jared Goff went out there, had a very shaky first half, don't get me wrong. Recouped, figured it out, had a great second half. I think Jared Goff moves from streamer conversation into possibly every week conversation. It is. It's getting there. Again, as the weeks go by, what you talked about with the Rams and Jared Goff, I'm getting sold more and more on it. Every week. Like in my personal home draft where I just typically have a little bit more fun, I went very receiver heavy in my team with a couple running backs here and there. I didn't draft Jared Goff till the, the third to last round just because all quarterbacks typically were gone. So not even that. He, I was planning on it. I was confident no one was going to draft him because they were so down on him. And he's been doing fantastic. So I think give Jared Goff a look if you can get him on waivers. I was going to say, he, I believe he's out there on waivers, and I'm pulling that up right now while you keep talking. Yeah, I think he's about a, a 45 to 60% uh, own ratio in in uh, most ESPN standards. But jumping off quarterbacks, let's talk about some running back rock stars. The Wasn't the first one that I was going to start with, but he's first on the list. Rex Burkhead. <laughs> let's talk about it. So... James White being out for tragedy, obviously, uh, and Sony Michelle being not great. You got Rex Burkhead, yeah, reliable, <laughs> reliable, uninspiring. But look at his stat line: he rushed six times for forty-nine yards. He caught seven of seven targets for forty-nine yards and three overall TDs: one on the ground, two in the air. You know, he's gonna be the guy while James White's not there. So I would advise going to get him if he's still available in your leagues. Because as long as James White is out, and again, potentially he might not be back for the season, understandably so, give Rex Burkhead a look. I think he's going to be a a great value add for you. Those are two guys that we are not going to be mentioning later in the waiver wire pickup is Jared Goff and Rex Burkhead. But uh, Jared Goff, Goff, according to uh, standard ESPN, is owned in 40% five percent yeah so, less so he's than close half to 50 percent so there. he might be out there for you unless yeah. you have like a deep 12 team 14 team type league. so if you're the daniel jones manager looking for uh, something to pivot off of in the meantime jared goff's have a really great option uh more running backs derrick henry became Burkhead's king henry like once 28 percent 28 go get so rex people Burkhead, are gonna be get, well he's gonna be one of the more picked up guys this week probably. yeah derrick henry doing derrick henry things 26 rushes, 119 yards, and two scores. Added two receptions for 11 yards. The man can catch passes. That's the Derrick Henry we were That's the Derrick Henry you know and love. I'm glad yeah. that it happened against me this week. 
Let's look at James Robinson from the Jaguars. What a game that he had. 11 rushes, 46 yards, and two scores. Also six for six in receiving with 83 yards. He is game script proof. If he's still out there for some reason, go get him. If you have a player that just went off that your confidence is not going to go off again, try to go get him. He's the most talented player on that Jaguars team, maybe next to DJ Chark, but he's having an off year too. Well, DJ Chark's heard heard yeah, as this well, is so. clearly like this. I can see now why they cut Leonard Fournette to an extent. Sure, this guy is explosive. He's breaking tackles. He's doing everything Leonard Fournette couldn't do. And you look at Leonard Fournette trying to do his best in Tampa. This guy's clearly more sure. talented. He did play the Dolphins. Well, yeah, but he's been doing it all year. Yeah, he has so been. far. Uh, in week one, when they finally established that he was the best guy, week two, great week. Week three, yeah. outstanding week. Uh, last running back, we got Austin Eckler. 12 rushes for 59 and a score, along with catching all 11 of his targets for 84 yards. That's so, a big one. Eckler, I think, was, is a PPR beast. Yeah, so we, we were high on him this year, uh, and this stat line proves rightfully so. Only got the one score compared to, like, Burkhead's three. But I see 11 catches. I see 11 catches yeah. for almost 100 yards, and that makes me very, very happy. Now, two receivers we need to talk about. Ben, your guy, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. What did Tyler Lockett do this week? He had nine, for th- nine receptions for 100 yards, three touchdowns. That's just monster. So you want to hear how bad my week was? I ran into not just Tyler Lockett, not just Derrick Henry, also Pat Mahomes in the same game. Yeah. Wow. Just wacky. Well, Pat Mahomes could be in the Rockstars list, too. He is in the Rockstars list. Don't worry. Uh, Also, Justin Jefferson had his coming out party. Seven catches on nine targets, 175 and a score. I think he's more than proved that he is now capable of handling a higher workload in the passing game if Kirk Cousins can manage it. We shall see. So if you have a, a deep bench, I think you should go grab him. But that's just you know, that's one we'll, man's we'll opinion. We'll probably talk about him later. So yeah. in the rock stars, we didn't mention these two guys because they are just way too good to be on just this tiny list. We want to talk about them as the Bo Jackson cheat code of the week. These guys had, I would argue, the best weeks in fantasy football. Ben, who is your Bo Jackson my cheat Bo code? My Bo Jackson cheat code of the week going against my Packers. And because this is, a, first and foremost, a Packers podcast, it is. as Andy likes to say. Um but he went off. Uh, Alvin Kamara, six rushes for 58 yards, 13 catches out of 14, 14 yeah. throws for 139 and two touchdowns. He, we talk about Bo Jackson cheat code. He was breaking tackles. Off like the Packers run defense sucks. Don't get me wrong, but like no. the the pass in the passing game, like some of those plays were his cuts, his moves. That was video game life. Just watching that like <laughs> screen pass where he just yes. dodged a few, ran the edge of the uh, of the out of bounds, cut back in, and just like made it. I'm like, good lord, the balance of this that, man is extraordinary. That was video game esque. It's so good. So that was hard to watch as a Packer fan. Yeah, Packer fan. I mean, we still shredding. pulled out the win. We though. still won. I mean, yeah. so here's a fun fact for you. This is not much known. If you're on Twitter, you might know this. Did you know that with Alvin Kamara, all of his receiving this year. If you take out the rushes, he's still the wide receiver four on the season. Wow! Did you know that he catches? He's he is a beast. He's a monster, and especially with like he is one of the 
one of those, and I'm knocking on wood again, those top round picks that are left. So we I might see him a lot with, with in this Saquon list. and CMC injured. Alvin Kamara is the best running back in football. Yes. Like there's. I mean, that's not, there's not really much of an argument. Yeah, I can't on think that. of anybody that comes close. Nope. Uh, just for, for versatility, like Derrick Henry's a beast. I want to be clear. But when it comes to versatility of like in the passing game, thirteen catches. It's probably either him or this could be the homer. It could be him or Aaron Jones. Sure. Like, that's a yeah, that is a bit of a homer. Those are thing. probably the two like best backs after Saquon and uh CMC right now. Uh my Bo Jackson cheat code is Pat Mahomes himself. There you go. Thirty one for forty two, three eighty five and four touchdowns, just throwing the ball over, not to mention adding. Four rushes for 26 yards and a score of his own. This man just had himself a week against a really good defense. Pat Mahomes and probably Alvin Kamara, maybe you can put Russell Wilson in here, are, I think, the only players, if I were to have any shares of them, that are untradeable. Untouchable. Uh, whereas other people, like, I could move on from Dak, I could move on from Josh Allen, I could probably move on from Derrick Henry. These three guys I couldn't move on from. Heck, Ben and I, in a league we co-run, we moved on from Christian McCaffrey. Just based on necessity, we had to. Yeah. You know, there are certain players, though, like Alvin Kamara, is is just unmovable, in my opinion. I am or not, if you're going to move in, I, I have Russell Wilson in, in yeah. one of the home leagues. I'm not moving him. Or if you're going to move him, you better move him for well above asking. Yeah, I'm not moving Like, I'll move him for Kamara. Yeah, that'd be the only <laughs> in thing. A, in do. a deal like that, yeah. it's Just to bolster your already sure. stacked running back core. But these were our Bo Jackson cheat codes. Let's talk about some folks who didn't have as good of a week. Ready, down, put, put, put. Other side of the coin. Ooh, these the guys tails to the heads of the awesome. These are our not stars. Week. And I want to just, there are some people that had bad weeks that we're not going to mention, but these are the folks that are started in about 85% or more leagues. These are stud type guys. Yes. That sh- you expect a lot more out of. Yes. Absolutely. You're disappointed in the performance that they put forth this week. Absolutely. So to start it off is Josh Jacobs. And this sucks. Josh Jacobs is having a great year. 16 attempts for 71 yards, caught three of four targets for 12 yards, and he lost a fumble. So that's just, you know, for what he did in the weeks before, yeah, I mean it's it's a rough week. Yeah, like less than ten points. I mean, that, but that's what the Patriots that? nine for points, you. eight points. But the one that I'm like most surprised by on this list, uh, we're gonna go over more obviously. Darren Waller, two of four Woof. targets for nine total yards, and that's it, kids. Yeah. After after last week, he had, had like sixteen targets like that last week, like thirteen catches, and a beast game. Uh, here, you. So Bill Belichick looked at that and said, "I wanna, I don't care about Darren Waller. I'm gonna heck everyone's fantasy yeah. team. Like, d- uh, it's so tricky because especially in in heck, not even tight end required. You're playing Darren Waller every week, every week. Yeah, sure. And for well, him to put up a week like that, that's truly disappointing, Mister Waller. <laughs> but is- yeah, it's so bad. And we're gonna talk a lot about running backs because this is where things get hairy." So running backs are at a premium right now, so you have to play who you can. Absolutely. But we're going to talk about three of them right here. Leonard Fournette had a monster week two. Yeah. Just at that point, I thought he truly put his name yeah. 
at the top he's the of the no, list. He's the, he might be. He's the guy there. He's the guy. Heck, we you know in week three, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I I mean I have Fournette, but not Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones outplayed Leonard Fournette last week. He did in week three. He did. Leonard Fournette was seven attempts, fifteen yards, two catches on two targets for seven yards, and that's it. And I was talking to Ben about this off air before the show. How does it feel if you're either Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones, and your team's on the one yard line three times, and they pass all three times? Well, that's I mean, your coach looking at you, being like, "I don't think you guys can do this." Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like the Buccaneers so like think this. They're still playing this like it's the preseason. Just kind of seeing what's out there. Yeah, I it's saw. I don't remember who. I saw someone had one of the talking heads out there had the Buccaneers in their power rankings mm-hmm. as, like, one of the top teams. It's like, shut shut that. Yeah, up, w- one of the talking heads. I won't mention it because I don't want to get, like, yelled at or copyright struck. But, yeah. yeah, one of them definitely put them up in, like, the top three. It was, it was like Kansas City, Baltimore, Tampa. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Seems a little high. Uh, but uh, either way, like, yeah, I mean – um, you know, he probably started him this week thinking, like, he'll carry it on, and he disappointed you. He's not a star this week. No, he's not. Same with Melvin Gordon. Had a great game against Pittsburgh, even though Drew Locke left with a shoulder injury. Jeff Driscoll, you know, made Melvin Gordon fantasy relevant last week. This week he puts up eight attempts for 26 yards, four out of or four catches on six targets and 12 yards. I don't know what you can say about that. Not I mean, great. To be fair. He was the lone back. In a Denver backfield. I know, but to be fair, they were playing Pittsburgh defense. That was week two, wasn't it? Pretty sure that was week two. Yeah, they faced Tampa. Oh, okay. I mean, and Tampa has a good run defense, don't get me wrong, but I would argue that Pittsburgh's defense is better than Tampa's defense. Yes. In my opinion. Tampa's defense looks really good. I just think... Who I, th- I think you look at it like he, I'm not I'm not sticking up for Melvin Gordon, either because no, I'm not I, I know <laughs> I'm not you know how I feel like I'm not a huge fan, um, but I mean that that offense is in a bit of trouble. Yeah, and uh, everyone's hurt. Court- that, Sutton's gone. That Denver team is freaking decimated. Yeah, they're they're defense on both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball, not just the playmakers that we talk about in fantasy. A ton of guys because we don't obviously we don't mention, you know, like Green Bay, like Kirksey's hurt. You know, that's yeah. rough for us. He's a defensive guy. We don't really talk about. We don't do IDP or talk a lot about yeah. that at all. But, but everywhere, like Denver is decimated. Their their injury list is so long. So. Yeah, it stinks for Melvin Gordon, but you know, you you might be expecting that from Melvin Gordon yeah. going forward. And I think honestly, uh, this could just be you know the fact that I have shares of him this week or this year. Uh, if Melvin Gordon continues to do this, Philip Lindsay will overtake the starting position on that team. Sure, Philip Lindsay's healthy. He's just more talented. Uh, speaking of starting positions that are kind of in question, Joe Mixon from Cincinnati. I don't know what's going on with Joe Mixon this year. I know Ben was very not high on him, so 
Uh, if you listen to Ben, good on you. You did not draft Joe Mixon. If you listen to me being kind of ish on the fence about Joe Mixon, uh, I apologize for that because he oh, rushed. You aren't high on him either. Uh, yeah, he rushed 17 times for 49 yards, caught both of his targets uh, for 16 yards total. And Here, the Bengals stink. You know, and it's so rough because you see so much potential out of Well, Cincinnati. sure. I mean, it's going to be there. They're playing on potential right now, though. But we're going to talk about stink. another Cincinnati guy uh, later in this not sure. list, too. But, like, I understand, you know, getting the ball Tyler Boyd. That's like the – Tyler Boyd is the one guy I could start on Cincinnati confidently at all times right now just because he's well, the one getting Joe the Joe Mixon was drafted as, like, a top He was drafted quarter. in the second round. Top ten running back. On so average. Like, yeah, no, that's – it's just – I wouldn't draft him. He's had three bad weeks. Now, here's my advice for anyone who either has him or does not have him. So if you have him, you can try to shop him, but you're not going to get much back. So I would hold him. If you do not have Joe Mixon and you have somebody going off on your bench that is just not – like if you have a receiver that can't get into your lineup because you can't start him with, you know, either flex positions, tight end, whatever, take a receiver that's – doing really well right now like if, if Robbie Anderson can't be in your lineup because you also have Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson trade Robbie Anderson for Joe Mixon he will figure it out and he will he, he's a very talented yeah, player you might be able to I think you could get him on Joe Mixon. this is the part of the year where we're we're three weeks in I know we're still kind of early there's 10 weeks left of regulation fantasy football this is the part where you look at Owen three teams you look at their teams and you go He's got a guy that I want, a stud guy that I want. You give him a good offer, and he's probably looking to shake something up, get some depth, do something. He's going to be prone to sell. You can probably get a good amount of shares of Joe Mixon. And also this next guy I want to talk about, DJ Moore from the Carolina Panthers. Two catches on four targets for 65 yards. Underwhelming like it sounds, but he does lead the team in receiving yards. So keep that in mind. It's not... Not uh, something. Not like there's a whole lot of them though. No, you know, it's there. Carolina's clearly in trouble without McCaffrey. Although Davis had a really good Mike game. Mike Davis had a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in he you know, didn't do McCaffrey. He, he did his best to be a mini McCaffrey, but he's just he's not as talented as Christian yeah. McCaffrey. So, like, I would go out and, and try to find like Joe Mixon and DJ, DJ Moore managers and and throw something at them and see if they would be willing to trade. Because sure. they're probably looking to bail on someone they spent a lot of money on or a high draft pick on. And I still like both these guys to an extent. I think Joe Mixon and, and Joe Burrow will figure it out, and he'll be a good option to have. Uh, I mean, same with like a Todd Gurley situation. Todd Gurley looks washed on the Falcons. As a Falcons fan, it's hard to watch him do stuff. He's done. Like Brian he's Hill, out of that window. What I told yeah, you he's Brian out of that Hill window. looks better than Todd Gurley does. So if the Todd Gurley owner is also a Joe Mixon owner, you Give him something. Take Joe Mixon off his hands. But I know Ben was hoping for a big game from this fellow. Ben, what happened man, to your man, Mandrews. Mandrews, this week? He went th- three receptions out of eight attempts for 22 yards. He had one. He had one. His hands on one in the end zone. Uh, he just he, – he had a the, – the, the offense, and they were saying it on commentary, the Ravens offense looked a little – disheveled i think so a little scattery and, and he he dropped a few they just uh, i think flat he dropped, dropped three of them he dropped a touchdown he dropped he didn't make plays he wasn't mark andrews 
he was not a star. Hence, no. Exactly <laughs> hence like not stars. He just had and he he just had a, a tough game. The, um, the tough thing about uh, Mark a, Andrews as he did last week. Uh, so it's really, yeah, it's really hard. And it's tough because like the Baltimore offense is more often than not going to be up, but watching them play from behind was just didn't look good. Rough. So, I mean, he's he he's. He's Mandrews. I feel like he'll come back, but yeah. not a good game at all. No. Honorable mentions for, for folks who had a hard time. Uh, Daniel Jones, we talked about him a lot, just just not not having a good Giants time. Giants are bad. Just turning the ball over the Giants like crazy. are very bad. Uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. uh, Hollywood Brown on the Ravens as well. Uh, two catches on six targets for 13 yards. A lot of people started him, and he let them down. Uh, OBJ very similarly four catches on six targets for fifty nine yards. OBJ on the list again. Like, I, I think that's every week. No, no, he was no, he missed he had one he had good, good week. He had one but, good week. But. And this is the thing where he's on the wrong type of offense for his skill set, and him and his quarterback don't have that rapport sure. like Russ so, has with Lockett and DK. So I imagine soon he'll be uh, whining on the bench and asking to be traded publicly. Probably because that's what OBJ does. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, my stream of the week uh, that I mentioned you probably could do, uh, Mitch Trubisky got benched halfway through. So for all you folks who, who listen to me, I sincerely Trubisky. apologize. Benched. But for what Nick it's Foles. worth, his game wasn't – he was on his way to a solid 20 points, like which is what you want from a QB streamer. But I, I wasn't paying as close attention to that game, uh, clearly, but like he, he wasn't doing that bad no Nick just Foles just came in and did better and that's yeah. what we all thought was going to happen at the beginning of the year but one that really surprised me uh drew sample tight end for cincinnati probably the I was highest all about going grabbing drew sample yeah. we we're talking about it we the put him on twitter we, we yeah the highest priority up. waiver pickup of the week next to mike davis i think uh he caught his one target for one yard that's pretty awesome and that hurts because you spent probably a healthy amount of fab on him you did a waiver priority uh, still stick with it. I'm sure it will get better. Uh, it's just a, it's, what a weird week. Uh, but Ben, I'm gonna pass it to yeah. you. Last so, honorable mention. Last honorable mention goes to not a guy who had a bad week. He had quite a fine week, just by fantasy uh, perspectives. But, but what happened, Ben? DK Metcalf. What happened with DK Metcalf? That's a young bonehead play. Yeah. At the uh, I'm sure everyone who follows football has seen it. Thinks thinks. I mean, this has happened a few times. And uh, to guys, and it's always kind of famous. And we'll probably be watching this one all year. But he's walking into the end zone, loosely holding the ball, gets it popped out. It's pop, popped out of his arm. I saw that, and it's a, a touchback, I think, right? Because yeah. it was a fumble out of the end <laughs> yeah, zone. Popped out of his arm. Like, uh, you're stupid, DK. And I love DK Metcalf, but yes, that was just do. a dumb bonehead play. That was not a play a star makes. Um, he did. Cu- he he did make up for it. He though. salvaged his week by catching one. But he, if it wasn't for that one, because la- he was the last of the five touchdowns, yeah. right? Yeah, he caught yeah. the one to help win the game. If it wasn't for that, it would have yeah. been not a knockout. It was good a week. great throw and a great catch, which you expect from Wesley Wilson and DK. But, but he could have had an even bigger week I, if he had I, held I think, on to that ball. Yep, I think lesson learned uh, for a young, pl- young, yeah. talented player who my you know was my breakout receiver of the year. Um, Bonehead play, though. Yep. I mean, he'll never slow down again. 
Like that's he he did it. He learned. He's done. Uh, unlike Deshaun Jackson, who does it every other weekend, it seems, just <laughs> drops the ball, being like, "I won." Uh, so that's gonna be it for our rock stars and not stars. We're gonna jump into some waivers. Ready, down, put, put, put. All right. Woof. He's pretty sparse. Yeah, it's not good. So again, our waiver rules are uh, players rostered in forty percent or less of leagues, because um, you're gonna see guys getting you know the guys that are 70 percent owned that have had a good week get picked up. This but we want to go a little deep. Segment is gonna get shorter and shorter as the year goes yeah, on. We're gonna, the rate it's going. We're gonna kind of run through it because they're all pretty self self explanatory. Uh, first and foremost, we have to mention, even though I don't want to, Carlos Hyde. Carlos nine percent owned. Uh, we. Monitoring Chris Carson's injury, it's him and Travis Homer. Travis Homer is less than 1% owned, so you can go get don't him, too. Get, don't go get Travis Homer. Don't get either of them. Like, maybe Carlos Hyde can have a solid Why game. Why do we have him on here if you, just so that you can talk about him? Yeah. You, you put him on <laughs> I did put him fair. on there. Because if, if Carson's out, he's the guy. He's the number two. It's not awesome because he's not as good as, as Chris Carson, and Russell Wilson doesn't need him. But if you need a running back, and you probably do, Go get Most people Hyde. do at this point, yeah. Yeah, so uh, who's next, Ben? Nicole uh, Hardman. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. It's a, uh, a Pat Mahomes, it's kind of a dart throw guy. Um, yeah. But again, injuries are out there. He's owned in 35% of leagues. And for everyone who doesn't know game. what a dart throw means, yeah. uh, that just means you are throwing something and hoping it sticks on the board. Uh, so McCole Hardman is kind of what yeah, a boomer bust, if you want to yeah. call it that. Like you're you're putting him in your lineup, yeah, and he's, and just crossing your fingers that he 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 has a big play yeah, or has he's a big got game. like a fifty fifty yeah. shot to put up a gooser, but then a fifty fifty shot of putting up a nice game. Yeah. So McCole Hardman, I agree with that. Much like Justin Jefferson, I think we talked about him earlier. Sure. Had a big game, thirty three percent rostered. Uh, breakout. I think he's going to complement Thielen well, especially with the tight ends. And, and I mean, if he plays nothing. like that, Cousins has a second receiver. Uh, yeah. The the Vikings are dogs. Are are not good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they are unex- unexpectedly. I mean, you didn't expect you know, them to I be picked this them to bad. Be great, but yeah. they, ugh, not I, I thought you know I thought they'd have a chance in the in this division. Um, so far, not so good for Kirk Cousins Vikings. However. Yeah. If Justin Jefferson, that rookie, can step up and be uh, that second guy, um, he's worth taking. He a look could at have out like there. a juju year yeah. where like Thielen's sure. drawing all the coverage and Jefferson's just open. Sure, if Kirk Cousins just isn't well, terrible. Part of it is Kirk Cousins is not good at his yeah. job. So I'm gonna give you a, a duo of Bears, and I want to preface this by saying this is a Packer podcast, so this hurts my heart. And I hope you're well, Becca. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Miller and Jimmy Grandpa. We got. Don't, An- I can't believe you put Jimmy. Jimmy Graham on. Well, he's had he's got like three or four touchdowns this year. So yeah. Anthony Miller is twenty nine percent rostered. Uh Foles just loves to chuck it. Yeah. And if A Rob's not open, it could be Anthony Miller or it could be Jimmy Grandpa. Jimmy Grandpa is thirteen percent rostered. But Foles plus tight ends equals touchdowns. Look at his love for Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard when he played with yeah, the Yeah, but anyone loves Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, but Jimmy so I'm just mad Jimmy. I don't like Jimmy Graham either. I feel like he duped the Packers for a whole lot of millions of dollars, and he did not play well. Uh, but He's both duping those, the Bears right now. Yeah, well, both those guys are the three and O Bears. That is just so. That's an aberration. It's hard to watch. So the only reason why I mentioned Jimmy Graham, besides the fact that he is on the Bears and Nick Foles is now the quarterback, uh, I want to put on record that the number one tight end of the week this week 
was Travis Kelsey, who went six for seven for like 82 yards. Yeah, it wasn't a big week for tight ends. So if you're hurting for tight ends, like I'll give you an example. Uh, I've got Evan Engram and Logan Thomas in one of my leagues. There's a chance that I might have to shoot that dart for Jimmy Graham just based on he sees the most snaps out of the three, and he's on the best team of the three with the best quarterback of the three. Yeah. I, I think there's a better option. I'm sure there is. At tight end that you could pick up. I mean, we have him here, and I'm going to have yeah. you mention him in just a minute. Along with uh, your guy, I know John Brown's hurt. We talked about him earlier. Who do you think replaces John Brown, Ben? I think Cole Beasley had some. Again, we're we're now we're getting deep. Uh, but Cole Beasley, if John Brown is out yep, or hampered, he's a guy worth taking a look at. Absolutely. Um, again, kind of a dart throw maybe, but in the injury apocalypse that is 2020 in fantasy football, uh, he will get, he will get targets. Uh, clearly they're just throwing the ball around in, (laughs) in Buffalo, which was unexpected. Um, but he's a guy worth taking a look at in deep formats. Agreed. And you said there's a tight end we could pick up that's not Jimmy Grandpa? Is is Mo Alley Cox. Mo Alley Cox. He's had a few big games. Um Jack Doyle's been banned up. There we we talked about earlier, Philly is running out of guys to catch the ball and Philip well, Rivers. On Indy, so Yeah. You said Philly. Oh sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Indy. Indy loves to um run the ball, but uh Philip Rivers what I was trying to say, Philip Rivers loves to throw to tight ends. He does. No, I like that. If, if he's I like that better than Jimmy Graham. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not happy. I like about well, it. I like Mo Kelly Cox way better than Jimmy Graham, and he's especially like in bye weeks and stuff. If he's available, he's only owned in eight percent of leagues overall. Um, well, let me just put it this way for you: Jimmy Graham is currently tight end six on the year. And okay, it's Mo three Alley, weeks in. I know it's three weeks in, but Mo Alley Cox is ninth. That's actually a tremendous value. Yeah. I bet you no one's looking at Mo Alley Cox as much as they're looking at Jimmy Well, Grant. they should be. No, absolutely. That's why he's on this list. Yeah. Uh, other ones that I want to talk about. Uh, T. Higgins, this is a very deep cut. Now we're super deep cuts. These so are under 10% guys. John Ross, uh, the Bengals' first-round pick from forever ago, super fast guy. Uh, he's a healthy scratch now, which means that he's just not playing. In favor of T. Higgins. And T. Higgins had a nice week. And I think with A.J. Green just not being the A.J. Green we remember and Tyler Boyd finding his role back in the slot, I think T. Higgins is going to be a great guy to dart throw, especially in deeper. Li- Again, we're at that deeper league part. So I'm not saying to drop a stud for T. Higgins. But if it's deep, if your waiver wire looks like what we're talking about, you'll know what we're talking about. Which even in, like, I mean, I wonder, like, because we're in most of the leagues, we're in our twelve or fourteen. But I wonder yeah. if even ten team leagues are looking a little rough right now. Well, mostly what we're talking about is we're in a twelve team, yeah. but we're talking you got to start like fourteen people, yeah. and then you have eight bench spots. So these are these are big pickups here. Yeah. But T Higgins seven percent owned. I think he could be good. Him and Joe Burrow, I think, are gonna just go really well together. Uh, but Ben, your guy Hunter your Renfro, guy Hunter yeah. Renfro, six percent of leagues. Uh. Their receiving core is beat up. Yeah. And he's he's been there with Derek Carr for a couple of years now. The rapport is um, there. And he's getting targets. He will continue to get targets as long as Ruggs and Edwards are out. And uh, 
you know, they have Darren Waller there, but and he's a deep again, deep threat kind of a dart throw type guy. Yeah, he scored a yeah, touchdown last week. Yeah. And the last guy that I want to mention, and this is a, a hard one for me to say, but uh in the world of Fab, which is the best way to play waivers, these guys above What like, does Fab stand for? Free agent free budget. Agent budget. Yeah. Uh McCole Harbin, Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Jimmy Graham, Anthony Miller, these guys are going to go for a fair amount of fab. If you're like me and you're out of fab after <laughs> week three because of, of injuries, yeah. Greg Ward Jr. from Philly, he's owned in 0.3% of <laughs> leagues. There's a chance you can skip the fab entirely and just pick him up for free as a free agent ad. Uh, he seems to be the only healthy receiver in Philly. Obviously, there's Zach Ertz, but he's going to be drawing a lot of the attention. And for some reason, as bad as Carson Wentz has been playing, Greg Ward Jr. seems to be picking up some of that slack and doing okay. So he's a he's a really deep, deep cut. Uh, but someone's got to catch the ball in a Philly not named Zach Ertz and obviously Miles Sanders. Greg Ward's the guy. So that's the last super deep cut. And from here, we move on to our fighting Jack Trudeau QB stream of the week. If you're yes. that Daniel Jones manager, if you're, you're just not feeling good not about, feeling good about your QB yeah. situation, uh, these guys you can play. So, Ben, who is your fighting Jack Trudeau QB stream of the week? Uh, oh, why don't you start? I'll you start. start because I would have picked this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> we fill out a Google Doc every week yeah. uh, just for our, our little talking points here. I guess I beat him to the punch. Uh, but this was actually taken kind of from Ben with his thoughts in mind. Ryan Fitzpatrick is facing Seattle. Now, doesn't sound on paper like a great thing. It's like Seattle's really good. Yeah, Miami's not so good. But Ryan Fitzpatrick had a great game last week. Guy loves to, to sling it. Seattle's actually giving up the most amount of points to opposing QBs yeah. this year. Yeah. Every game they've been in has been kind of a shootout. Yes. Even th- again, they were up by 20 to the Falcons and the Falcons did their best to come back, didn't make it happen. But Ryan Fitzpatrick could probably do the same thing. Garbage time touchdowns will be a thing. Uh so I think Ryan he Fitzpatrick might even is roll one in. He, yeah, he might even run one in himself with his, you know, uh, carefree attitude. He had, a, he had a great week last week. Yeah, so I think he's another a good option to start this week. Uh, I'd agree with you on that one, and uh, mine I hate, I hate mine. However, uh, I'm going with Baker Mayfield, and it, the biggest reason is very similar to what the reason you just talked about. Okay, it's a shootout type game. Dallas has been in nothing but shootouts. That's yes. why Dak's been so high in fantasy, as far as like we we always have him on the, the rock stars board, but he loses. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yes, uh, Cleveland will try to run the ball. But they'll have to throw it But they'll way. have to throw uh, I think because Dallas' offense is very good, I think you could be looking at a shootout situation. So there's worse guys to start uh, than Baker Mayfield. I agree with you. So. Well, let's uh, take one quick intermission before we head to our Thursday night preview. We're going to discuss our knee-jerk reaction of the week. So what the knee-jerk reaction of the week is, is just watching football, you know, Monday happens, Tuesday morning you wake up, what's your first thought about fantasy football, like the roster that you have? Yeah. So your team, what's your knee-jerk reaction? I'm just going to start it off here. My knee-jerk reaction is that the New York Giants are unplayable in terms of fantasy. So 
I'm I I think I maybe even said it to you or we talked about it off air is like um we talk about teams that are decimated and unplayable like to me the Giants like we you know shares and we have the share a lot of shares in Daniel Jones like or or even like Slayton Ingram yeah uh, Danny Jones, uh, whatever running backs they Just have for every week, are they playable? Because I don't know that they're playable. Anymore. Yeah, and that's that's my knee jerk reaction. Yeah. But uh, like I mentioned in the uh, Daniel Jones Carson Wentz debate section, uh, the schedule opens, so I'm a little. That's my my knee jerk reaction is just get rid of all of my shares of Giants. Anybody, like I need to not have Danny Jones. I need to not have Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, Shepard, whatever. I need to get rid of them all because they're all garbage. Uh, but you have to hold. You got to check yourself. This is what the knee-jerk reaction means. Mm-hmm. Um, the the schedule does open, and the games are going to be more competitive in weeks four, five, six, seven. So, I'm still holding, and that might just be me being stubborn. But because the games open, I feel confident yeah. that they'll start to do something. And the draft pick that you spent on them, be it a mid-round pick, should start to pan out. And I think that. They hurt you this week because they hurt me, but you ju- you have to just hold it and not just like one of my favorite things to do. This is a bit off topic <laughs> is right after Monday happens and Tuesday goes, you see the mass amount of releases from from players, rosters, other other managers on in the in the league. Sure. So when you see those releases like, yeah, somebody hurt you like. I saw in one of our leagues some you know someone was hurt so bad by Joe Mixon they just dropped him. What? Like you just you see that stuff and, and, yeah. and you know no, they they you. get hurt by it and you're, you know so you look at that and you go that is a fantasy gold mine I got to pick it up. So I don't want to provide that for anybody and I still think that the Giants while the the storm is is heavy right now uh the eye of the hurricane is there. We're going to have a nice middle and then they'll probably struggle towards the end as their schedule kind of closes back off. But they're going to get you some much-needed wins in the middle of the season. So, and, and you look at it, too. Like, I, I can see what you're saying with that. You know, like, again, we have shares in Danny Dennis. We're not giving up on him quite yet because they have to play that division yet six times. Correct. <laughs> and Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins. Uh, there's the Washington a chance that football they, team, Ben. Yeah, oh, Sorry. That's the first. Hey, that's the first that's the time. First time, yeah. First time, guys. Uh, Washington football. Washington. I thought Oakland would be the first uh, misstep, but no, it was the Washington. Was yeah. I've been doing pretty well this yeah, year. Yeah, it's actually. been good. Um, so, you know, Danny Dimes, your Evan Ingram, who could be a top ten tight end and should be, to be in all honesty. Um, Darius Slayton's, Sterling Shepherds. Those guys are maybe worth like not just completely giving up on yet. You might not I think be they're able all to, worth a hold. Yeah, not be able to start them yet, um, but you will sh- shortly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's I get mine. it. Uh, what's your What was your first knee jerk? Mine. Reaction? Mine kind of plays around with that a little bit. It plays off of that. Is you're in again. We're going into week four. You're start. Things are starting to become a little bit clearer. Um, but you're sitting there and you're thinking, well. I drafted this guy, so I need to hold on to him. And that is, to me, a knee-jerk reaction. Like, don't be afraid to, if the right move comes along, even though you're really high on the guy you drafted, 
um, don't be afraid to make that right move. So example would be people who are, I'm trying to think of someone who's doing just awful. Um, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Sorry to pick on you, Joe. That's fine. So you have Joe Mixon. Kenny Drake's doing bad. uh, Don't, yeah, Kenny Drake's terrible. Um, I forget. He should probably be on the not stars list, but, um, so you have Joe Mixon and you're thinking, well, I spent a first or second rounder on this guy. Not a first rounder, second rounder on this guy. And redrafter this much, you know, auction dollars on him. I have to hold on to him. If you get a move where you're, where it makes sense for your team, don't be afraid, afraid to sell him off. I always mention yeah. to everyone that um, no one's ever off the table except for the three undroppables that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and it depends on how the year goes and stuff, but. Uh, a lot of people, and especially coming into the next few weeks, a lot of people week six will still be holding on to everyone they drafted yep. and not be afraid. Don't be afraid to move your guys Yep. at this point. You know, there's also the knee-jerk reaction opposite to that, like I need to sell off my whole team. Also, don't do that. Don't be that guy that lost Saquon and just trades off the rest of their studs right. to give people wins in leagues. Don't be that guy either. Yes. Don't be afraid to make the right move if it helps your team. Absolutely. So those are our knee-jerk reactions. We'll have more of those next week as well. Uh, we ran a bit long, but the Thursday night preview is not very long. <laughs> uh, so we're going to jump right into that. Ready, down, put, put, put. Thursday night game. It's just... <laughs> it's going to be so oh, bad. Wait, no, it's going to be... It, it, we Well, we thought last week's Thursday night game was going to no, be no, bad. But like... Yeah, we so did, much so, so that we we you know we felt did. okay not having the show because we didn't need to talk about it. But let me just let and me it just, was it wasn't a bad game. Let me just say this: <laughs> everyone's hurt. <laughs> I'm trying to be on. I'm I know. Trying to be put a positive spin so on. So let's this look one. at. Let's just, we'll go into it. All right, the Denver Football Broncos travel to the New York Football Jets. The weather is the low 70s. There's no chance of rain. The Denver Broncos are two and a half point road favorites. Let's start. On the Jets side of the ball. Why? Uh, just so we can get them out of the way. <laughs> uh, Jamison Crowder, it is worth monitoring his status. He is questionable. Yeah. Rashad Perriman, currently questionable. Should be doubtful. Will probably not play on Thursday. Uh, Lev Bell still on the IR situation for another week. And that's really about it. Notables, uh, not a ton, but uh, ones that we have to mention. So Frank Gore, he's still there. Kalen Balazs. Second running back, Chris Herndon, amazingly talented tight end, not utilized in Adam Gase's system. Uh, and the last one that I want to talk about is Braxton Berrios. Kind of came out of nowhere, but he has posted a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. He looks like he's the guy that's going to be replacing Jamison Crowder as long as Jamison Crowder is not playing. And I assume when Crowder's back, he'll probably take the place of Brashad Perryman. So we didn't put him on the... Uh, waiver wire portion because we're talking about it right now. He's less than five percent owned. You can probably go get him if you absolutely need to. I mean, uh, seems like he's got a good rapport with Darnold, but this game is just going to be the game of like this is literally like a third string football. Sure, game. Um, because Sam Darnold's a third string quarterback. The Jets are bad. I mean, so I'm going to defend Sam Darnold 
because no, there's no defense. I think he is a talented quarterback with a terrible coach. That's uh, and that might really be what it comes down to is that crazy eyes. Adam Gase is just not a uh, a viable head coach yep. in the NFL. Rumor has it from one of the talking heads you see on TV, if the Jets get blown out in this game, Adam Gase will not get on the plane with them. We, I think I said it last week. I think I say it every time we've talked about the Jets this year. He will not be. He will not last the entire year. So the the two coaches that are going to get fired first is either Adam Gase or Dan Quinn, and I'd rather it be whomever. Like as a Falcons fan, I've just about had it with Dan Quinn. Oh, Dan Quinn's getting fired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's terrible. I think he's got he's got this week versus the Packers on Monday, and if he can't do anything, and they're gonna get they're gonna get they're gonna get wrecked. I'm like, I'm already like accepted the fact that they're going to be zero and four to start the season. I mean, uh, but the problem is, even if they because let's don't get it don't get it wrong, Falcons offense is amazing. They're great. Matt Ryan's great. Julio Jones, when he's healthy, is great. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Best Stuck. receiver in football right now, uh, fantasy-wise anyway. You know, uh, Todd Gurley's washed up old ass, I guess. But the, the the point being is that that offense is very good, and with a viable head coach, they, they might could, be they better. They should do better. Yeah. But, but uh, he won't last. But anyway, we're talking about the crappy Jets. Yeah, so the only guy that I'd even consider starting if I absolutely had to is Braxton Berrios. And there, an argument can be made for, for him. Um but I mean that's super deep. Like you, and that's if Crowder is healthy, you play Crowder. Yeah, you play I think Crowder. That goes without saying. If Crowder ends up being active, you you play him because the Broncos' defense isn't exactly healthy at the moment Oof. either. So let's jump to their side yeah. of the ball. Uh, Cortland Sutton done for the season. Jerry Judy nursing a rib injury. Still played last week, but could be hampering him. Drew Locke is still out, and Philip Lindsay is questionable. Upgraded from doubtful, has a chance to play now. Drew Locke is out. It is no longer Jeff Driscoll. It is Brett Ripon is the quarterback this week. He Rippin? Just, he, is Rippin? He, isn't he Mark Rippon's kid? He is. He is. Uh, yeah. He's been listed. He's been officially confirmed by Vic Fangio to start this week. Oof. So it's going to be Sam Darnold versus Brett Rippon. And I would argue that uh, in terms of talent, Sam Darnold is the more talented quarterback on a really worse team. <laughs> But for the Broncos, you you start. I mean, this uh, this gosh. is one of those things where there's always a team every year who, no matter what it is, you always fire up anybody against their defense. So the Jets' defense I is guess so, so bad, yeah. you fire up everybody. But just like there are certain teams out there, the Jets are the same one this year, that you just fire up the opponent's defense if you have to start one. If you have the Broncos defense, congratulations. Yeah. You if you're a defense, like the, the Jets are that team that like, if you're like me, you're a defensive, you, you stream your yeah. defense. You start them. You try to find whoever's playing the Jets this week. Yep. And if, if that's the first place you look. First place I'm looking on the waiver wire for defense this week is the Denver Broncos, even though they're decimated. Yeah, but the Jets that, are that bad. The, the Jets are that bad, but you look on the Broncos side of things. Like we talk about injuries, they are decimated. When when I went, uh, when we we're doing again, we do the outline here for talking points and stuff. When I went to the injury list, it was the for full the Broncos, size of my monitor. It's like fills up my monitor. It's ridiculous. They're out of a ton of guys and but at questionable least, ton of guys. At least here, you know, here. we talk about the yeah. jet side of the ball for people you could start, and 
no one really inspires confidence. Melvin Pe- Gordon, though, you start him. People do inspire confidence. Jerry Judy, I'd still play him because he's going to lead the team in targets, probably have a good if game. He's a, if he's playing. He's going to be. He's gonna play. Okay. I'm like 95% positive. Noah Font, locked in. That's a guy that you Every week in. starter, yeah. for sure. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. If Lindsay does play, you fire both of them up because they're going to run all over the jet. Look what look what the Niners did. And I'm yeah. aware the Niners' O-line is better than the Broncos' O-line. But the fact that McKinnon and Jeff Wilson Jr. both ate and ate well yeah. against the Jets, Gordon and Lindsay will probably both eat and eat well against the Jets' defense. You would think so. Like I, I don't see a world where that's no. going to be a, a problem. But... My only the only question mark I have is Driscoll did pretty pretty okay last week before he got benched. I'm not sure if it was an injury or just yeah you know, they wanted Who to see knows. what Rippin could do. Well, I mean they were down. I mean Bucks were whooping up on him. Well yeah, get to get Rippin some starts here. Uh, the only question mark I have is is how good is Rippin going to perform? Who knows? That's my only question. We'll be running. But it's I the mean Jets. they're going to be running the ball. So, so this is as close as you can get to facing a high school football team. <laughs> Like <laughs> we're pretty, I I I'm glad that you are like I am glad that you have joined the side of the Jets are awful, because I've been saying it. It's I hard. said it before the year even started. So I just love football to the point of like you want to be positive. I see a ton of potential on that team. Like Sam Darnold is talented. Chris Herndon could be a monster. Like Jameson Crowder's great. Perriman's a fun deep guy, but like. The play calls are just so bad. Not a bad team. Like Lev Bell is there. How do you not use him correctly? Why is he not well, receiving yeah. anything? Well, because he got hurt. No, I know. Even before. when he was I, healthy, they're, I'm not just, u- they're not using him proper. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, as years of being a Falcons fan. Let me just put this out there. As years of being a Falcons fan, you watch extremely talented players be misused. For their whole career. <laughs> and you just look at that, and like, if you're a Jets fan, I feel you. I feel your pain. And they I stink. And I, and I, t- I and cry. A, a, again, you. they're calling for Adam Gase's head, and it, he's he's been on the chopping. Like, I told you, he's not going to last the whole year. I think no. maybe because the Broncos aren't the greatest team in the world either, and they don't inspire a ton of confidence even against the Jets, and this might be a more competitive game. And the Broncos, it's just due to just their yeah. injuries. The injury if bug the, gets decimated. Like, even, it's like, even if I use the whole logic of if both teams were 100% healthy. Oh, this would be a Broncos beatdown. This would still be a Broncos beatdown. Yeah. Like, uh, even, <laughs> even if you even put Broncos Crowder at, in there. Yeah, even at Broncos at half power, yeah. I mean – Man, I like mean, I think if Locke is in there, and if they're fully healthy, Sutton's yeah, the there. Yeah, the two and a half at, point and their defense. Yeah, the two and a half point uh, advantage it doesn't sound like a lot because it's not. Like no one's really sure. Like there's a definite chance, like a really good chance that somehow the Jets win. Ugh. Like there is a world where that so. exists. Like in the multiverse, that is a possibility. There is a world where that happened. But that is not this world. That's I am picking Denver. That's not this week. I'll take Denver all the way. Yeah, it's just these Thursday night games are going to be. I mean, there's, there's better ones coming up. Yeah, there's a chance that this one is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in terms of for first, I want to be clear, not a fantastic football game, but a fantastic fantasy thing. I don't think like so. Judy Font, Gordon Lindsay. I, I can see them all doing well for your team. 
just because the Jets are that bad. Like, they're not going to put up 36 like the Niners did, but they could definitely put up, like, 20s. Sure. I mean, yeah, someone's got to score those touchdowns. Why not Jerry Judy? Why not Melvin Gordon? Why not Philip Lindsay? I I suppose. It's certainly not going to be the Jets. It's yeah, not gonna be the Jets, <laughs> but that's kind of a, a damper to end the show on because the game is kind of. That's why we try to have fun with it. We you know, at least we don't skip over it completely. We talk. There's there's relevant guys in there. Someone might. Yeah, be. you just have to hear our audible hey, groans. Of someone how <laughs> someone might d- might need that that Braxton Berrios crazy bottom if you're line a DFS dart guy, throw. Braxton yeah. Berrios. I mean, bottom line dart throw, and it might save their season because week four. You know, week four is kind of a pivotal week, like. Depending on where you're yeah, at. Yeah, week four wise. is if you know where you're if at. If you're an week 0 three team, you're in trouble. Yeah. So, man, it's just what a what a what a game for Thursday. I'm I'm gonna watch it because yeah, it's football. It's football. But we'll all watch yikes. it. Yikes. But that's gonna do it for us here at Techmo HQ. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Techmo Bros. T E C M O Bros. Like us on our Facebook page at Techmo Bros. Fantasy Football and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. And after you do. Leave us a five-star review. I was Tech Bro Andy. This was Tech Bro Ben. We'll catch you guys on Friday. 